Do you love your country? Do you want the people of your country to be happy, healthy, and prosperous? Would you be satisfied if your country was able to achieve all of these things, but only at the expense of other countries? I think it's crucial for us to understand the difference between patriotism and nationalism. Let's explore the differences today and figure out if we really stand united. All of this in this episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood. I am Juan Sepulveda and I'll be your host. I invite you to have a conversation with me today about understanding the differences between patriotism and nationalism. Especially today, it becomes very important that we understand the difference and that we figure out where do we stand? Are we in the right place of history as we move forward? I think it's only fair if we begin by having a clear definition as to what these two words mean. And let's start by defining patriotism. According to the Oxford Dictionary, it is defined as the quality of being patriotic, devotion to, and vigorous support for one's country. In other words, it's the support of the good things of your country, the pride that you carry and the love that you carry for the country in which you live. Now let's explore the contrast with the definition of nationalism. Nationalism is defined as the identification with one's own nation and support for its interest, especially to the exclusion or detriment of the interest of other nations. So in this particular definition, nationalism, it is that pride and that desire for the country to succeed, but without any regards to any other country. Right off the bat, you can sense where one should lean if, if observing and admiring their country in a positive way. But we're, we'll dissect this further so that you can get a different perspective and a better understanding of what it really means to be patriotic or nationalist. Now, in previous conversations, we've talked about the aspect of compassion, being able to have empathy, being able to be a, a good person, it is imperative that you have a level of compassion towards others, that you're able to understand and make decisions while taking into consideration the plight of others, the suffering that others may be going through. In my research, I came across a very poignant quote from Howard Zinn, and it says, is not nationalism that devotion to a flag, an anthem, a boundary so fierce it endangers mass murder? One of the great evils of our time, along with racism, along with the religious hatred? When I read that quote, it, it really gave me pause because it, it puts nationalism at par with racism or religious uh, absolutism. And, and I thought, wow, th these are very, very strong words. So I think it's important that we understand what nationalism is. And in, in this case, when you look at racism, for example, it is that set of beliefs 
that one race is superior to another. Think about it. What does that do? Whenever you really embrace a mentality that one race is superior to another, you create a chasm between the two. You create a division that is almost irreconcilable. Now think, from the beginning of time, since humans have been walking the surface of the earth, it has been an innate desire to make sure that there is an us and a them. A clear understanding on who's on my side and who isn't. Now, as society progresses, as technology improves, as we're able to shrink the size of this small world because of the boundaries of distance and time, and technology bridges that gap. So we become a tighter group, and it is imperative that we are conscious of this innate desire to make a separation between people and understand that we're all part of one human race. That we're all part of one human family that needs to work together as opposed to continue dividing itself. Now, let's explore some of the problems with adopting a mentality of nationalism. The main one is having a false sense of superiority. Thinking that you're better than everybody else, that there's no other country that can do things as well as you. Now, this is, of course, a, a little touchy subject because... A lot of people really believe it's like this is the best country in the world. And of course, I live in the United States, so I'm referring to the United States of America. But if we look at the numbers, if we have a objective perspective, there are many aspects of our nation of our nation that are not ideal. There are many aspects of our country that are not perfect. And having a a posture that says we are better than everybody else, it's a falsehood. Now, I'm not saying that you should hate your country. I'm not saying that you should look down upon your country. I think it's a more, it's a healthier approach for you to understand that there are things in which we are good and there are things in which we are lacking. If you think about that, that posture of being better than others, think about it in a microcosm point of view. Let's say you're talking with somebody and they're talking down to you as if they are better than you. What is your response to that? How do you feel whenever someone is talking to you and it's like they're know-it-alls, they, they, they could do no wrong, but you, on the other hand, are a dummy? You're not going to be willing to listen to them. Perhaps you're going to keep a distance from them, avoid them. The same thing happens in relationships between nations. Having what's described as American exceptionalism in your discourse, it further alienates you. When we're in a community of nations that needs to work together to combat some of the, the perils that come in, in, in life, we're stronger together. Just like the United States are stronger when they come together, nations are stronger when they come together. So, Adopting a nationalist mentality, a posture of superiority, is, is something that is detrimental to the relationship between your country and others.
This program is made possible in part by the Gentleman's Brotherhood Store, featuring an exclusive line of apparel designed to not only look good, but to spread a most needed message. We invite you to look at our growing collection and support our brotherhood through your purchase. For details, go to thegentlemansbrotherhood.com. When we look at our country's history, there are aspects of it that we can't be proud of, obviously. And many of them have been justified by a belief that we are divinely guided to do certain things. If we think about uh, the, the doctrine of divine favor or manifest destiny, is like we're stepping into the preordained path that a deity or, or God has laid before us and use that to justify some of the biggest atrocities that our history has ever seen. I think that's another flaw of adopting a nationalist mentality, especially when it's, it's tinted with some sort of religi religiosity because it may justify your actions to do something that is atrocious, is not compassion, is something that's downright evil. Now, in light of that detail that our country, as well as many other countries, have negative periods in their life, they have some stains in their history that they can't be proud of, how can you love an imperfect country? See, this does not preclude you from being patriotic. You can still love your country despite of any kind of shortcomings or any short-sighted bad decisions in the past. What you can't do is become complicit in the perpetuation of any of those transgressions. What you need to do is, despite the negative past, you can find a place of love for your country, a, a level of patriotism that makes you act in a way that is going to make a difference for your country. I'm a firm believer that one needs to celebrate small victories and large victories proportionately. There are improvements in our personal lives that we need to acknowledge and we need to celebrate because that celebration of that new milestone, that new step in the positive direction is what is going to fuel our, our excitement for doing even greater things. These small contributions to moving in one positive direction is what motivates us to stay focused, to keep our, our sights focused on, on the goal. Now, this celebration has to be proportionate. We can't have a false sense of perfection when there isn't perfection. We may be moving in the direction of perfection with every decision that we make. Not, not sometimes. There are sometimes where we take steps back. So we can't ignore those moments of, of having a misstep and, and act as if we are perfect. I think a more genuine and healthier approach would be to recognize the faults and move in the direction and take action that is going to correct any of those misgivings. Now, I've heard a comment from people that say, well, we can't be living in the past. We can't be keeping on looking at the bad things that our country did. We need to ignore them as if they didn't happen and move forward. The reason that 
kind of position is short-sighted is because the things that happen in the past to a certain degree shape who we are today. Not only that, but whenever very bad things happen in the past, they can still have a lingering effect on today's decisions. So having an open mind and an informed intellect is going to help you recognize this looks like something we've done in the past. We need to steer clear of that. Or we can see if we keep on moving in this direction, we're going to be regressing into a place that we don't want our country to move into. We have seen the posture of some leaders wanting to ban any kind of book that makes an allusion to something that we are not proud of. And their excuse is, no, it's going to sow hatred for our country to tell our young children the realities of our past. That is illogical. When you tell a child the truth about history, you're not inculcating them into hating their country. You can position these things as, these are things, these are mistakes that we've done in the past, and we're not proud of them. But here are the things that we have done to correct those misgivings. Here are the things that we are trusting that you, in your leadership in the future, are going to be able to accomplish to bring equality, equity, to bring justice to our country. So merely ignoring things in the past is, is not a patriotic approach. I would say that's more of a nationalist approach where you're trying to sweep under the rug any kind of negative, any kind of blemish of your country. So here is what I propose is a healthier approach to patriotism. You can be proud of your country, but you can't do this and act as if you're blind to any kind of shortcomings in the past. And I have a quote that I want to read to you. It comes to us from William Galston, and it says, Patriotism does not mean blind fidelity, no matter what. It means, rather, caring enough about one's country to try to correct it when it goes astray, and when that is not possible, making a difficult choice. This makes me think of, of some of the turmoil that's happening in, in the courts in the United States today. There have been some decisions that have put uh, lives at risk. There have been some decisions that have not been popular. And we can't turn a blind eye to those things. Being a, a true patriot allows you to recognize whenever your leadership is making decisions that you don't agree with, that you hold them accountable us living in a democratic republic, we are putting people in positions of leadership to make decisions that mirror what we believe. If you were to look at the statistics, you look at the real numbers of what the American people want, it may be different than what's happening within the leadership. So do we sit back and do nothing? Becoming involved in civics, becoming involved in the political discourse, you can make a difference and you can correct a wrong by moving the country forward through small victories. A healthy approach to patriotism also includes the ability to look back only to remind yourself of how you need to move forward. I would discourage people from losing faith in their country just because there are some obstacles that come through. 
we are part of this we the people of this group of society that puts together their efforts to move the country forward. So a healthy level of patriotism is one that recognizes there are some amazing things in this country and they're worth celebrating. And we are going to make uh, every effort possible to make sure that the country continue moving in a positive direction, not at the expense of everybody else, but in collaboration with everybody else. So in a moment where you are in the presence of, let's say, the Pledge of Allegiance or the, the Star Spangled Banner or, or some music that moves you to the core or that tends to move people to the core when it comes to a patriotic feeling, I encourage you to think about what patriotism really means. Being disrespectful or uh, being irreverent to that moment of, of solemnity doesn't work in, in your favor, for example. What happens there is that you can think of the things that you want your country to become. You fill yourself with the energy necessary for you to take steps in the right direction, for you to demand from your leadership the kind of decisions that you want to see materialize. I hope that through this conversation, you've gotten a clear idea of the stark contrast between being patriotic and being nationalist. And then you are able to stand in the right side of history as we move forward united. As always, I want to thank you for spending this time with me and for engaging in this kind of conversation. Now, remember, this conversation doesn't happen in isolation. This is a dialogue that we can have. If you find me in social media at the gents bro, you can engage in this conversation. Do you agree with what I just presented? Or do you have some things that you think I missed? I would love to hear about them in the comments section. Let's keep this conversation going so that we can continue growing together. I want to take a moment also to say thank you to our supporters on Patreon for contributing month after month into the content that you see today. Through their membership, they help us bring you content that is relevant, that it can help you become a better man today. As a thank you for their support, they get access first to any kind of publication that we put out. They get behind the scenes look at what we do here in the Gentleman's Brotherhood. And they get a voice and a vote on every decision that we make for the channel. If you want to be a part of that, I invite you to go to patreon.com slash Juan Sepulveda. And also, I want to point out, if you want to support this show, there are many ways that you can do so. You can share this with someone that can get value from it. You can communicate and follow us through social media. If you listen to our podcast, make sure to leave us a rating and review so that other people can discover this content. Or you can support us by going to our store. If you go to thegentlemansbrotherhood.com, you can get a shirt just like this one that says, I'm a better man today. We have many products there that I think you're like and are going to help you engage in that kind of conversation where you're out and about. As always, thank you so much for listening, for being a part of this. And until next time, I wish you courage and courtesy.